on GT Channel with Sam Itani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Hey everyone, this is Taro from GT Channel. Before we get started today, I have a short message from our sponsor, Creator Formula. Creator Formula is a leading social influencer agency for the automotive world, using the formula to transform auto enthusiasts and creators into powerful brands that drive income and recognition. You can just be a YouTuber with car content, just like GT Channel used to be. The Creator Formula team and technology specialize in developing talent, growth, and identifying new avenues for you to earn on that influence. Let them help you find income from, whether it's from advertising, sponsorship, or, or, or e-commerce. For creators looking to finally bring real monetary value through their automotive passion, go explore the possibilities at creatorformula.io. Hello, everybody. Welcome from uh, Quarantineville, USA. Uh, I'm in Orange County. Taro's in LA. James is in LA. And we are here once again, um, still in our homes or office, home offices. So I have uh, with me, as always, Mr. James McKeown of No Breaking Podcast, where uh, he's taking a little sabbatical, but so, we, so, so are we all. But uh, we'll see a lot of content as soon as everything gets back to normal. Right, James? That's right, Sam. More than ever. Okay. And then Taro Koki, GT Channel, who pretty much hey. produces everything here. And uh, he's got this wonderful new virtual background. I love it. Can you tell me a little bit about that, Taro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the com comments. Um, you know, I was I was kind of uh, going for a virtual background like yours, but you know, somehow it didn't didn't turn out. Actually, this is our new uh, T-shirt design. So if you guys want a T-shirt with this design, go to gtchannel.com and click on the shop. Cool. And Tara, I think we have a special guest today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, welcome. We have Jordan Greer, the founder of GT Planet. How are you doing, Jordan? Doing great, Tarl. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really, uh, really honored to be on your guys' show. It's, uh, you guys have done a great job with this and glad to be here. I think we, we're we honored to have you on our show. We are honored, yes. We, and we're delighted <laughs> to have you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so GT... Planet is uh, one of the biggest prominent sites in the gaming and automotive culture, right? Well, yeah, I would like to think so. <laughs> but yeah, I've been running it a long time since uh, since 2001, and um, you know, it was long time ago. It was a different it's a different world back then, and uh, discovered Gran Turismo and wanted to create a, a community, you know, a space online where other people uh, who enjoyed the game and were passionate about these, these amazing realistic racing games could come and connect with one another and talk about the game and, you know, compete online just by comparing, comparing hot laps and that sort of thing. And um, it just started to grow. And now here I am almost 20 years later. Um, it's, wow. Grown into this uh, into this amazing business and this amazing community, you know it's visited by millions and millions of people, and uh, you know I've got writers and get to go to these events all over the world, and you know meet guys like you and and Sam at, at all these events. It's uh, it's just it's just been such an amazing amazing journey, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I I really do I'm very fortunate to uh, to, to have it, and 
it's a great what's, community. Uh, it's a great, thing. great, great. And then what's uh, what's new going on over at GD Planet? I hope it's uh, better than Planet Earth. Here. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, it's a little better than uh, than Planet Earth. It's uh, it's been a it has been a crazy a few months. Um, of course, right now we've got the uh, Gran Turismo Seven announcement, which just happened a few weeks ago. And anytime that you have a new Gran Turismo game announced and we cover all, all the major racing games, but Gran Turismo obviously is the, the main one. But mm-hmm. um, whenever you have a new game like this announced, it brings back a lot of people uh, to the community. That's one reason I think it's been able to uh, carry on so long is because as they keep publishing new Gran Turismo games, everybody likes to come back and, uh, and, and talk about them. So um, that's the, that's the big story. Traffic is way up and, uh, it's uh, it's great to see a lot of old faces returning to the community and people wanting to see what's up with the next chapter of of Gran Turismo and it's been uh, it's been it's been a crazy year of course a lot of people have been uh, returning to sim racing thanks to COVID nineteen and uh, when the global lockdowns and stuff all happened our, our traffic went up sixty percent just oh. in a matter of two or three days um, so it's been um, it's been a it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild mm-hmm. ride. It was it was good to see the community come together like that in a time uh, such a such a bad time. I wish it was under different circumstances, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a roller coaster for sure. And um, you know, you you just mentioned uh, Gran Turismo. They they recently released this new uh, trailer, um, right for for the new game. Um, what do you think of what you've seen so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. There is a, um, you know, with, with Gran Turismo Sport on the PlayStation 4, they took, a, the ga- they took the game into a different direction, more of a, more of a competitive online esports, um, you know, sort of a, uh, it focused mainly on the competition, which was fine. I mean, that's great. And that's a very forward thinking move, I think, that they did. However, a lot of the old school players uh, saw that and they, saw that the car list and the track list were not as large and it didn't have as much of an, a traditional offline um, type of gameplay experience uh, in GT Sport when it was first uh, launched. And so a lot of people were not that interested in it. And um, so it, it, it opened the game up to a new audience, but it also kind of, it didn't turn them off, but it sort of alienated a lot of the traditional fan base. And so for Gran Turismo 7, they're, I think they're they're bringing those two worlds together in a way that will really appeal to a lot of people. And they're bringing back a lot of uh, traditional tracks. You know, Trial Mountain, of course, was uh, the track that was featured in the the reveal trailer for Gran Turismo Seven, and that got a lot of people very mm-hmm. excited, understandably, because it uh, it signals a return to the Gran Turismo of old, and that's what a lot of people want. So um, we'll see. There's gonna, a lot more to come. Uh, with the game a lot more news to be revealed on that and i think i think people are going to like what they see now do you have the inside scoop on what's going in does cosnori <laughs> and all the gran turismo engineers like let you in i can't say i can't i, I can't comment on that I, well that I, I you, you say those. no comment is plenty comment enough John. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, comment actually no comment got it man got it yeah, officially no comment, but you know, I've I do pick up little bits and pieces here and there, and and like I said, what what my understanding of the game as it as it's as it is and as it's going to be is is positive as uh, 
as a, as a fan, speaking as a fan, I think I think people will will be very excited with with what's to come. Do we have they announced um, anything in terms of dates or you know season? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. The um, you know I I think with the uh, with the PlayStation Five coming out, they've they've got a great opportunity here to you know push it out as as a launch title. I mean it was. It was the first game that they showed in their live stream that was focused on the games. Their mm -hmm. first title uh, for PlayStation 5 was, was Gran Turismo 7. So um, I think that if you really want to get people hooked again on Gran Turismo, there's no better way than to get it out as soon as possible. Of course, Gran Turismo games have, have you know, they're, they're always, uh, it's a bit of a meme, you know, that they're delayed and stuff. And, and we'll see anything, anything could happen. But, um, you know, I think if they can get it out sooner rather than mm -hmm. later, that would be a, a great thing. And the other thing to remember, too, is game development has changed so much uh, since over, over the past 20 years that the Gran Turismo has been, been uh, happening. And so now I think that, uh, you know, Kazunori Yamauchi and the uh, Polyphony Digital team, they, they realize now that they can put out a, a product that's, that's not perfect. It's not, it doesn't have everything that they want. And they can keep updating it now with, uh, with, with regular updates every month. And the game can evolve. It doesn't have to be this static product anymore. Right, and right, for, a, right. for a team like Polyphony Digital, that's hugely advantageous because with the way Cosinori works and runs his team there at Polyphony, uh, it, they want to make sure that everything is just right. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people complain about that because they, they think it takes too long and, you know, they're perfectionists and all that. But at the end, right. you get a really, really great product that right, builds right. up this fan base and this passionate following. So um, this new style of game development really suits the team, I think. Hey, Jordan, on that yeah. subject, you know, I, I would think they would try to, you know, get the game out, you know, for the Christmas season, right? As gifts. Yeah. And stuff. But have we seen the last of those, you know, we've seen the last of all pretty much music CDs. But have we seen the last of games coming in that format? Is everyone just downloading them off the air now? Is it pretty much? Yeah, a lot of people, you know, the, uh, when they revealed the PlayStation 5, they actually showed two different versions of the hardware. One version had a disk drive. The other version did not. Mm. So, you know, that's a, that's a, a really a, a line in the sand has been drawn that shows that this is probably the last generation of, of gaming consoles that will have physical media you know a lot mm -hmm. of people are a lot of people have a romantic attraction to the you know physical media they it's very nostalgic for them and uh, and I understand that people like to have the physical games they like to sell their used games but when it comes to sheer convenience and uh, you know the ease of distribution it's it really doesn't make sense to have physical media anymore these days yeah, i think games are the think this only will be the last that, hurrah yeah games are the only medium that still uses you know physical discs because you know movies Wait. you know music you don't you don't deal with discs anymore no no you don't it's just a just something else to keep track of it's just a hassle and i i don't i don't miss the physical media uh, at all and i'll probably i'll probably buy the playstation 5 <laughs> without the disc drive, you know? Mm, so I see. that's, uh, that's kind of the future we're, we're, we're living in the future now. <laughs> so it's a, it's a new when, world. When you buy the PlayStation 5, buy two because James has been, 
you know, he's been hounding anyone and everyone for PlayStation consoles. So hey, Jordan, it's only because up. Sam promised me one and he hasn't delivered yet. So one well, day he will deliver. We're in the middle of a lockdown, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a hookup. It's done. Jordan. I will get you one. So, <laughs> well, if you can tell me where I can get some glasses that are as cool as those, um, I may be able to work a deal with you. You know Sam. what, James? Uh, no, you know what, Jordan? <laughs> we think we can. We think we found the guy that can provide you with those sunglasses. <laughs> those glasses are not even half as cool as these. Okay, I mean, look at these things. Look at, look oh, at Sam. Eat, look at Sam eating the eat the carrots there. There he is. There he is. He's a cheap Meeting Lukashenko and eating a carrot. <laughs> Next thing you know, Sam, you'll be you'll be holding watermelons. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a carrot for you next time so I can eat it too. That's just what we're looking forward to. I know how much you like carrots as well. Well, anyways, uh, Jordan, thank you for the uh, compliment. You're the only one who has taste. Uh, any sense, <laughs> any sense of taste on this panel? Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you: Is before you started uh, GT Planet, how how um, how much were you into cars? How much were you into um, video games? How much were you into driving video games? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I was, let's see, I was, I was 14 years old when I started GT Planet. So I was, I was quite young. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was quite young. And so um, I actually, I was kind of late getting into video games, really. And my first gaming console was a Nintendo 64. And uh, my cousin actually got one and he had, uh, you know, Super Mario 64 and the uh, Star Wars game at the time. I can't remember what that was called, but it was, I loved it. And so that got me into gaming. I was a huge Nintendo fanboy. I mean, I was like eight years old, you know, eight, nine years old at this time. And then I got a PlayStation and sort of expanded my horizons. And I liked, you know, a lot of different types of games. I always loved cars. I was one of those little kids who, you know, had a, had a shirt, you know, with a car on it. And like the wallpaper in my room as a kid, had you know cars on it. Sam <laughs> still has that wallpaper, Jordan. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great wallpaper, you know. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But yeah, I was I always loved cars. But um, you know, being in Kentucky and I'm not saying anything bad about Kentucky, it's a wonderful place to live and a wonderful place to grow up. But it doesn't back in the you know the 80s and 90s and stuff when, and early 2000s when I was growing up, it didn't really have uh, didn't really have a car culture. You know, it didn't really have, you know, you didn't see a lot of different types of cars. You had, you know, no Mustangs big uh, JDM scene in uh, Kentucky. <laughs> no, no JDM scene whatsoever. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, you know, you had your NASCAR fans and that was pretty much it. So when I thought of motorsport and racing, I thought of like NASCAR. I thought that was pretty much all there was to it. You know, and I would occasionally see, you know, the Indy 500 and kart racing, you know, you know the, the old kart racing, you know, like Formula Car kart racing Mm -hmm. at the time and uh no exposure to formula one or anything like that so um but i always loved real cars and i was always attracted to simulators and that sort of thing so when the original gran turismo came out that really caught my attention because it was like oh here's a game that takes cars and racing uh seriously and it's uh you know it's not it's it's not a kiddie game it's not you and i was probably what 11 12 years old so obviously I was not a kid anymore I wanted the, the real stuff you know I was, I was interested in something with real cars and that sort of thing and so I really it really got my attention and I loved it straight away and um, you know for me it, it opened up it opened up an entire world of motorsport and of different cars it, it exposed me to all these different cars that I never never knew existed and uh, it, it it 
changed my life in so many ways. And it led me to create this website, which obviously did change my life in, in just about every way. So, um, so yeah, it, it had a huge influence. And um, I, I remember, I still remember when I learned that Laguna Seca in Gran Turismo 2 was a real track. It was my favorite track <laughs> in the game. And then I found out that it was a real place. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, have yeah, you driven the real incredible. thing? Have you driven the real that, thing? Yes, I have. Yes, oh, I have. Awesome. Yeah, there's yeah, so that was many, a dream come true. Yeah, there's so many people that have, um, you know, learned or first saw, you know, the Spoon S2000 or Mines R32 GTR, you know, they're yeah. all like, you know, HKS, all these like aftermarket Japanese brands. They all first saw yeah. them, you know, on, on Gran Turismo, right? Yeah, and that was me. I mean, and there's all these cars that I didn't even know existed. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, I loved cars, but it was, I was mainly only exposed to sort of the local market, you know, and, and I remember for me in particular, in particular with JDM cars, mm -hmm. it was amazing because so many of these cars, I had no idea existed. And um, my, my all time favorite car in, in Gran Turismo games is the mm -hmm. uh, Toyota Alteza RS 200. And I remember distinctly when I was playing that, I discovered that in Gran Turismo two. And I, it, it sort of like, expanded my world uh, a lot in yellow there yeah yeah click that there one <laughs> in, yeah, in yellow, <laughs> yellow that one. was that was my like that was my car right there yeah. and um i loved that car I, I had never i'd never seen anything about like that before but what struck me about that and a lot of the jdm cars was that they had this utilitarian look to them you know like they the, the altez it was a four-door sedan Yet it was sporty and it was fun to, to, to drive and it was racy and, you know, and it, it just had this look unlike anything else I'd seen on the, on the road at the time. And uh, for me, like that, that was just so cool that a car like that uh, existed. And, you know, there's a, a long list of, mm -hmm. of, of JDM cars that sort of have, you know, they don't look like the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis uh, of the world. They, they, they have a very utilitarian look like they're just designed to do one thing. They're designed to, they're like a tool, you know, and that mm -hmm. was my first exposure to, to cars like that before, before I really knew that they, that they existed in, in real life. And I should, I should, I should say all this as well, you know, because a lot of the people watching this, especially the younger audience, they may think like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, did he not get on YouTube? Like, how did he not know about <laughs> this kind of stuff? You know, but the thing it is the thing about it is is that back in like the early 2000s like there was no youtube like there was no mm -hmm. social media there was no really anything you know that there wasn't i didn't even have a way to watch like formula one races you know so right, it's like right. road racing itself was something mm -hmm. that was quite foreign to me yeah. and it was yeah. a very different world back then it, it wasn't like you just have everything at the tip of your fingertips you know it's like mm -hmm. it, it was it was a different a different time and yeah, uh, i think I think that Gran Turismo, uh, not just for me, but for a lot of people, uh, opened opened up a whole new world of uh, of automotive interests. Some, what are your uh, some of your other favorite cars from you know Gran Turismo growing up? Oh, there's there's so many. I mean, the um, well, sticking with Toyota, the uh, the Toyota GT1 was another one that that stuck with me. That was that was another car. The fact that it had a uh, oh, a, yeah. a road a road going version of that car. Yeah. Like, I was like, wait, what? Like, there's something that actually looks like this. You know, I'd never been exposed to that car at Le Mans. Mm -hmm. I had not seen that uh, yeah. racing. Like, that was, 
that was something that I just couldn't believe existed and it mm -hmm. did and it was real. And again, I couldn't believe that a company like Toyota made a car like that. I didn't even know that at, at right, the time, right. you know, and I'm like, wait, that's a Toyota. It just kind of blew my mind that, that something like that uh, existed. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that because was, back that then, was Toyota, Toyota didn't do any, any form of motorsports in North America. So no, how, how yeah. would you even know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How would you even uh, weren't know? they in NASCAR? Or was that way after? Well, that's way after. Way, way, way after. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they, had, was... they had TRD, you know, like, you know, Pikes Peak and stuff like that with, um, you know, uh, Rod Millen and stuff like that. But besides that, they, they didn't do any motorsports, you know. Yeah. No, they just didn't. And, and that, that's sort of the, the big, the big trend for me is that, you know, like these Japanese car companies, I've always knew them as making, you know, either luxury cars, you know, like Lexus or, you know, just really good, solid utilitarian cars, you know, like Mitsubishi, mm -hmm. Subaru, Toyota. To me, these were all cars that my friend's moms <laughs> drove. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not something that was a performance oriented car. And, you know, for, for a lot of people now, I'm sure that sounds crazy, but you know, it was, like I said, it was a different time back then. And uh, for me, it opened my eyes. I thought that was just so cool that these brands were, uh, were doing that sort of thing. You know, like the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution, another car. I just loved, yeah. loved the Evos. You know, that was just, they were just so cool. Yeah, and, another four-door. Uh, <laughs> yeah, another four-door. Yeah, again, see, I was, I was shocked that a four-door car could be racy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like my 12-year-old my brain. Like, that was just like... How does that, how is that even possible? Yeah. So that hey, was. Jordan, did you uh, yeah. end up buying an uh, Lexus IS, the Altezza, when it made its way over here? Yeah, I came, I came very close to, I came very close to I buying I thought it was one. your dream car. I would, I would have thought you, I would have been the first car you'd buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little pricey though. It was around $30,000 back then. So. Yeah, it was, it was a little pricey. It was a little pricey. And you pricey. were only, what, 14, 16? I yeah, I was, I was like, I was like <laughs> exactly. probably 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did end up buying a uh, Infiniti G35 coupe when oh, when they nice. they came out and mm -hmm. and that was you know see that was a, a Skyline yeah in, yep. in, in, in Japan that was the Skyline and so the you know Infiniti G35 I, I really that was one of my main reasons for buying that car you know I thought it was a a fantastic uh, looking car great car great pedigree car. and felt kind of cool to know I was driving a, you know, a Skyline and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was a great car and it's, it's something I probably would not have bought were it not, uh, in, you know, were it not for the Skyline heritage in, in Gran Turismo. And of course the GTR, that's another, that's another car that uh, so many people learned about through mm. Gran Turismo. Yeah. 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 And what about yeah, some of the other non -gen, uh, JDM cars that you've liked, John? Yeah. Well, uh, keeping on that theme of, of cars that, you know, I didn't think were necessarily performance cars, you know, it's like the, the AMG cars from Mercedes, you know, mm -hmm. like the, those, I'm like, wow, a, Mer a racy Mercedes, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whoa, it's, uh, that was, that was another, another eye opener. It was um, the, uh, yeah, the, one of the biggest shockers for me was the Alfa Romeo 155 touring car. That is something like I'd kind of heard of Alfa Romeo, but, you know, touring cars and racing. I didn't know anything about that. And that was just such a cool looking car. And remember one of the, one of the challenges on, uh, on, on Gran Turismo, uh, 
two, I think was the, uh, the 155 touring car at, uh, at Rome night mm. and uh, down that circuit. And that was just the most amazing combo. I just loved that car. I thought it looked so good. And once again, could not believe that something like that actually existed. And mm. um, one, just one of my, one of my favorites, um, the uh, Mercedes CLK GTR was another one of my all time favorites. It had, I was shocked because it looked so, it looked so racy. And yet <laughs> it had like car. the E-class yeah. e headlights, you know, and the, it had the little <laughs> Mercedes grill and the, you know, and the silver star. And I'm like, wait, what? Like this, this is, how does something like this exist? It was just the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Jordan, and, you're, uh, not really, uh, you're not really uh, complimenting Kentucky too much. <laughs> not being exposed to all, a lot of these cars <laughs> no i mean that 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 culture just isn't here you know it's it's um it's just it's just not here so yeah, it yeah. was such an such an eye-opener uh for me i mean that, like that car i mean I'm, I'm loving looking at these pictures that you're you're bringing up and uh it's just it's just so cool you know i'd never <laughs> i'd never seen anything like that and the uh the tvr speed 12 was another one that it was just like it was like a car designed for a video game in a video game <laughs> and then you find out wait this is actually real a real car right yeah you don't see yeah, those driving like around <laughs> yeah yeah just crazy crazy to drive that and James, don't you one thing have one in your garage it. no i've got the i've got the uh this is the one i have uh in my garage so oh. Right. <laughs> oh yeah 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 there you go so yeah, like growing up, starting so young, becoming a fan and, you know, starting this site, what was it like when you first met Kazunori? Were you like totally starstruck? I was, I've never been so starstruck in my entire <laughs> life. Like that, it was 2010. I'll never forget it. It was 2010. And, you know, I had been running the site. I'd never been to any type of event. I'd never been to any media event or anything like that. Um, you know, I, it was something I had just been running from my, from my bedroom, basically pretty much. And, um, I remember a, a user on my website, uh, was involved with the events company that was hosting the launch party for Gran Turismo five. And he told them, he said, Hey, you know, this Jordan Greer guy that runs GD planet, he needs to go to the party. And they were like, Oh yeah, of course he does. Like, you don't have to get in touch with him. And he's like, yeah. So he hooked me up with uh, the, the, the company that was arranging all this and, oh. and Sony PR team and all that. And mm -hmm. they invited me to the launch party in Madrid, Spain. And I was like, Whoa, you know, I'm like, Whoa, like Cosinori is going to be there. Like, what am I going to do? And like, like I, <laughs> I was so, so nervous and couldn't believe, after covering Gran Turismo 5 so closely for it was over over two years that that game uh I mean the traffic to my site had just exploded it had gone from like you know 10,000 visits a day to over 100,000 visits a day and uh and it was all about you know Gran Turismo 5 and so to actually go and see the physical manifestation of that in person for the first time it was incredible and then I saw uh I saw Kazunori walking around with uh, with translator son, affectionately as <laughs> Taka is affectionately known as, as translator son. And yeah. I was like, wow! Like I'd seen, <laughs> I'd studied so many of his interviews and studied so many of his 
of his videos, you know, that the translator guy is even more famous too, right now. <laughs> he is, he is. Yeah, Ushi, I was just Ushi. as excited to meet him. <laughs> so, and, and I was so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's walking around, you know, there. And, um, and then I, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say anything. Like, what should I do? And then this guy that was, that was there uh, with me, I, I'd kind of uh, befriended this uh, other journalist guy. And he's like, you know, you should, you should talk to him. And so I, I went up and he was actually filming the whole thing is actually on camera. And, uh, I said, I went up to him and, and cousin or didn't know who I was. And, you know, I said, hi, you know, my name's Jordan Greer, you know, and I, I, I didn't even know if he would know about GT planet or anything. I didn't know what his reaction would be. And so I said, you know, hi, my name's Jordan Greer. I, I run GT planet, you know, and he, his face lit up and he's like, Oh, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, hello, you know, oh, you know, love your site. You know, thank oh, you nice. so much for supporting the game. And, and he was so shocked and so surprised that I was there. And, oh, wow. uh, and it was a, it was a very, very special moment. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And uh, I remember that I thought, well, you know, he may not uh, you know remember me or anything the next time I see him. But, you know, the next time I saw him, he saw me from across the room and came over and, you know, took my hand and, and said hello. And, and that was, uh, for me, that was very special that someone that I've looked up to and has had such a, such a huge influence on my life, um, you know, actually knows who I am. <laughs> and, and now, you know, he's somebody I consider, I consider him a friend. I always, always get to get to chat with him at these, mm -hmm. uh, at these Grand Turismo World Tour events. And mm -hmm. we've developed a, a good rapport over the last 10 years so very very special very special that's a great great that's a great story I mean, tell us a little bit oh go ahead Sam. Yeah. i mean jordan even more memorable than the gt6 event in so <laughs> come on well i <laughs> i did have a i did have a great uh a media handler there for the gt6 event yeah he, was, uh, is that, uh, that mr. Ste mr steven seagal yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were fed carrots? Is that what you were fed, Jordan? Is that what you're trying to tell oh, us here? Oh, I, I fed Jordan some good stuff, right, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. We had some great meals there. And no, uh, no, not just it. meals, but what about the drive, the car? Yes, yes, you did. I hooked you up did with the best car. Yeah, so. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure Jordan didn't. You just wanted to show off, Sam. It's okay. We understand. We understand, <laughs> Sam. It's totally Sam's fine. doing a great job. Sam's well, doing a great so job. so much heat for these glasses. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a great event. It's amazing. It was a good event, though, wasn't it? You know, it was. It was. Yeah, that was the 15th anniversary reveal uh, you know, event celebration for Gran Turismo, and they revealed Gran Turismo Six, and uh, that was that was crazy. That was so exciting. That was. I remember the site uh, GD Planet crashed so hard on that day <laughs> because we just had we just had a ton of people. I think we probably would have had a, well over 250,000 unique visitors that day had the site not mm. gone down, but. The, uh, you know, again, it goes to show how much things have changed. That event like was not live streamed or anything. And I was the only one there covering the event live. And so I was live blogging that and, you know, posting pictures and, you know, the, the news about Grand Turismo 6. And it was the only place on the internet you could get that news. And so <laughs> it was just, it was pandemonium. It was, it was so crazy. And was, it's funny was that to, the to one in England, in the UK? Yeah, yeah that was at Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was at Silverstone. Just a, an amazing day. And it's it's funny how far I've come from like doing that at the GT6 event at Silverstone uh, from the, the GT5 event in Madrid where they, uh, 
course, we had a, an interview session with Kazunori. It was a roundtable interview. So, you, you know, people are sitting there and you can ask them questions. And, um, you know, and I, I had a big list of questions. I was so nervous. <laughs> and the uh, other people were asking questions. And then they said, okay, you know, uh, thank you so much. Interview session is over. And I was like, oh, no, I completely missed my opportunity. I never got to ask him a question when I very first interviewed. And, and now, you know, I get to have exclusive interviews with him, you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews. And, and I'm always sure to speak up. Sometimes I'll be the only one to ask questions in roundtable interviews now. But uh, it's, it's funny to look back and see how, far, uh, see how far I've come and see how far Gran Turismo has come and, and of course, GT Planet itself. Great. James, you have any uh, questions about some of the eSports stuff or the, the World Tour stuff that uh, uh, Jordan is involved in? I want to yeah, hear so about the, the World Tour stuff. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that, Jordan, how you think of where the future lies in eSports and on online gaming in regards to how it relates to racing. I mean, that, getting your take on that would be really interesting to hear uh, your thoughts, to be honest. Yeah, well, the world has changed so much you know, just in the last four or five months here, it's, it's really taken on a new meaning, you know, for esports and, and virtual racing and that sort of thing. But it's been a long time coming. I remember back in the early days of GT Planet, uh, people would just compare lap times with one mm -hmm. another and they would run a whole racing league, just taking pictures of their TVs and, and putting up their lap times on there. And, We've got the weekly race series on GT Planet that's been going for what I don't know, 18 years now. It's like it's crazy, and people still do that. But um, you know, it, it's come so far in the last few years. And with Gran Turismo Sport, I think Kazunori Yamauchi saw the direction that this was headed, and he said maybe it was a little bit, a little bit before its time, maybe in some ways. But he said, let's make sure that we can provide a competitive platform and embrace the way people are using this game and competing online against one another. And now we have, it's just, it's just unbelievable how far it's come. And just sticking to Gran Turismo alone, the world tour events have changed everything. Nobody else has done what they've done. They, they, they looked at the other events and they said, okay, we've got random gamers coming in here and they do well. And we've had some nice big one-off events and, and that's great, but what makes motorsport really great is the stories behind the drivers. You know, you, you want to watch something like Formula One because you know who these guys are. You know their story. You know, you, you know who a Lando Norris is. You know a Fernando Alonso, a Lewis Hamilton. And you tune in to watch the next race, not necessarily because you want to watch the racing. I mean, obviously you do, but you want to see the next chapter of their stories unfold. You want to see what happens to them next. And I think that the Gran Turismo World Tour, more than any other esports event, was able to tap into that and develop the players themselves as characters, as, as guys that you get to know and guys that you want to cheer for and guys that you care about. And so when the next World Tour event would come along, you want to tune in and see how is how's poor Coke Lopez going to do? You know, he's always struggled, you know, to get that top win and get that big win. And, you know, Mikel Hazal, he's, he's, he's like always so close, but he never could quite make it yet. He's one of the best in the world. And then, you know, you got Igor Fraga who is, you know, just a superstar and, and you tune in to see him 
you think he's going to run away with it. And then he spins out and it's like that spin means so much more when you're invested in him as a person. Mm -hmm. And when you have these Gran Turismo world tour events that are, that are live events, they bring people together. So all these guys get to know one another. Uh, the media gets to meet them. You know, I get to meet them, you know, and we go have dinner together. I get to know these guys. I consider these guys to be good friends of mine now. And so when I write about them on GT planet, like I, I can say a lot more than I would have if I was just talking about some, you know, some random uh, sim racer and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that, I think, um, I think that's what Gran Turismo got so right. And it was, it was really, really, really taking off this year. They had so much momentum from the last event in Sydney back in February. And then of course, coronavirus had different ideas. And so those world tour events are on, on, on pause right now. But uh, then you've seen, the other real world racing series sort of embrace that. Uh, but these are still virtual events. And I think virtual events are great. You can do them all online, but there's nothing like having the guys right there together, seeing them interact with one another. You can see their emotions on their face, their tears. They're happy for one another. They may be a little upset at one another after things happen in the races. And uh, it's, it's sort of a, it's, it's, it's based on motorsport virtually but it's a it's a whole new it's a whole new thing it's a whole new thing it's it's really changed a lot just in the last just last year or two yeah and then i guess uh my other big question i suppose i have to ask is um which is your favorite version of gran turismo there Ooh, that is a that is a really good question for nostalgic purposes that will always be gran turismo 2 Okay. That will always be Gran Turismo 2. That, that game, um, I played it more than any of the other Gran Turismo games, and it influenced me to start uh, GT Planet, which changed my life forever. And I've got, should have brought it over here, I've got my copy of the game uh, signed the two disc by version. Kazunori. Obviously. <laughs> What's that? It's a, the game is obviously the two-disc version. Where I remember being, when I had it on the PlayStation, it was one yes. of the first games to come out with two discs, multiple disc games, and then it was like the rage after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, those two disc games were just the coolest, weren't they? Yeah. Like you really. When you got the like double sided, the, the big, the extra space. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I remember like Metal Case. Gear Solid came with one of those cases, and Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Like you yeah. know, you're getting a big game when you have yeah. that case. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was very special. So that's my all time favorite. Um, I think, um, I mean, GT Sport. I think it has to be my in terms of gameplay. That's probably my favorite to play, just because. It feels really, really good on the wheel. They've got it really dialed in well. The current um, one, right? It's the current one. Yeah, now. yeah, current one now. The the physics look really great. The uh, the the graphics look really great. That's my favorite one to play. Okay, uh, I mean that's good to know, uh, Jordan, because Tara was very kind enough to get me a copy of that, but I'm still waiting on Sam to get me a player to actually get to go on that <laughs> use that game. So I just need to remind Sam of that. But uh, no, that's the thing. That's very a very good take, I guess, Jordan. That is, I I think I'd probably would agree with you as well. But yet I've still yet to play the Gran Turismo Sport, Sam. So I uh, don't know that quite yet. Well, you yeah, we got we got your console on on reserve, so don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> Going back to you, Jordan, uh, that uh, I totally agree with you with uh, how they, you know, let the drivers kind of kind of express themselves. Because I mean, before I went to my first world tour, if I even, you know, I just go, why would I want to go watch a bunch of guys playing video games? I mean, it's the last thing I want. You know, I went to a couple <laughs> of them, and now, dude, I have my like drivers that I pull for. You know, I mean, it's 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 crazy. You know, I mean, yeah. except 
is there any i know you're you're media right but yeah and you're probably not allowed to do this but is are there you don't even have to name the names are there drivers that you pull for absolutely yeah absolutely you want to name yeah. names um let's see I, I don't think that i don't think i'll do that because okay because <laughs> right. they mean, will I give think... you an interview if you don't put them on that list exactly exactly i mean and 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 all the guys are great in their own different ways you know but there are there's there's certain personalities that you connect with more than others you know and and, and that's not to say that the guys that i'm that i'm not pulling for are are bad guys or you know that they're, they're i just don't know them as well and uh, a lot of that has to do with language barriers. You know, obviously I, right. I connect more with the guys that speak better English because they're more comfortable speaking with me, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm able to develop more of a rapport with them. And uh, so it's, um, it's, it just, there's some guys that you just get along with really well. And, uh, and you see their, you see their passion for it. I think all, all the guys and they, to, to get there, it's really, really, really difficult. Just to get to one of the world tours. Oh my God! I, don't think. I know it's crazy how good they are. It's like crazy. It's crazy. But just before we go any further, Jordan, I just want to let everyone know that Jordan is a pretty damn stick at the wheel himself. Uh, he's been in the pro ams, right? Uh, where they <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done him. the pro ams. He won yeah. one of them, I, which I was there. I was very impressed. Yeah, I uh, won that one in Tokyo. Hey, yeah, the one in Tokyo, that was, that's right. So, anyways, yeah, yeah he's a yeah, he's a hot shoe. So, just is like, that like a <laughs> like a media like media media yeah media and just together? yeah amateur guys teaming up with uh, the pros and I oh, think okay. was there a pro driver in your field because you know Juan uh, Montoya was in one of the races yeah uh, you know, yeah I raced against Montoya he was in New York he was at the New York oh he was in New York uh, did you yeah. race against uh, Lewis. I think you did. Uh, yes, I raced against the last Lewis one in Monaco, right? Yep, yep. I raced against him. I mean, how, where else? Can how you did you do? That? How did you do when you? Oh, raced he did against terrible Lewis in Monaco. Monaco. I was very disappointed. I was <laughs> well, what <laughs> happened is, I mean, I, I was, I was like right there, like I could see Lewis. I was like two cars. I was in third or fourth place, I think, and uh, it was at uh, at Catalonia Circuit de Catalonia and uh, Barcelona, and That's I was, uh, I was, I can't remember the turn number. It's. Um, it's kind of like uh, two, uh, the first third of the way through the lap, you know, and you've, it's kind of got that little flat area there before it goes to that quick right-hand kink up the hill. And I just, it was the first lap, I went too far, went too wide onto the curbs, and the car just just spun out. And I, I, I couldn't believe what happened. And then I went from like third to like last. I know. So, that, was, <laughs> that, that you, was that because of some of those meals that Sam was fe uh, feeding you? Is that, yes. that was the cause of that? Is that really what it was? I mean, that's I what I have a feeling it must have been. Too full. Yeah. It was in Monaco. So, you know, kind of a gambling city of the uh, capital of Europe. <laughs> I had money changing hands and everything. And then boom. Oh, Sam had money on you. the money out. <laughs> Sam's always got money changing hands wherever he goes. It's those sunglasses that do it. So I was disappointed in you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed in myself. I know well. you're going to do yeah. better for me next time. So, so it was going. Yeah, hard. those things are tough because the driving standards are not too not too good. No, uh, there's some people that are all over the place. Yeah, so. they're all over the place. You never know what's going to happen. And the stewards, you know, it's supposed to be the FIA race stewards there, and you know, it's the same guys watching our race that watch the competitors' races. Jordan, they're not and watching yet, the race. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, they're just back there laughing at all of us, you know. It's like, <laughs> or they're having a lunch break or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not taking it very seriously. So, I mean, I remember at Monaco in 2018, at the very first World Finals, I was there. I had the pole position by, like, 
I don't know, two seconds or something. Like I was, I was feeling really good going into the first corner. It was on uh, the, the, the Tokyo expressway uh, uh, track there in GT sport. And I was doing really good. First lap going to the first corner. I was the only one who hit the brakes. <laughs> Everybody else just, oh, just pile up right into me. I was in the wall. I was like eight <laughs> cars deep. It was like, like, and I was like right next to the wall. It was terrible. It was terrible. So I went from first to last in the first corner through no, no fault of my own. <laughs> so who <laughs> are these guys the you're story. racing against though? Who are you racing against when you do these races at the uh, other, other media people, you know, so guys, a lot of guys that may not necessarily, some of them are usually pretty good, but mm -hmm. some of the guys don't really play the game. They're there from like different car websites or, you know, uh, YouTube channels, things like that. So podcasts. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. podcasts. Podcast, podcasts, guys. You know, guys like Sam, you know. Hey, no, I, I don't. I, I refuse to race in those things. No GT channel guy has ever hit you from behind, right? No, 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 no GT channel guys. You, you do occasionally get some guys that are there working for, you know, different media outlets that are, you know, maybe – uh, on esports teams and that sort of thing, and those guys are really good. It's it's mm -hmm. hard for me to keep up with them. You know, I'm good. I'm 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 good at the game. Uh, I, I learned quickly back in the GT Academy days that I'm I'm really good. Like if I really work, I can maybe be around the top 100, 200 in the world. But mm -hmm. to actually get to that next level, to break through the, to that next level of competitiveness, mm -hmm. it's just uh, it's beyond beyond my own uh, abilities it is crazy yeah. huh like watching Fraga, hazal zono oh my god i'm just going how do these guys do it they're so consistent and they are on the edge it's it's i i i i i have new newfound respect for these guys after i actually saw them you know they're in real life i'm just going this, yeah it's, it's like my first time when um one of my first time i met kazunori you know at at the sema show they always have the the gt awards right yeah. And back in the day, you know, it was, I don't know, this was more than 10 years ago. They had one of the, one of the pods there and you no, know, no one was, no one was there. So I got in and I was just like, you know, playing around. <laughs> and then uh, he, he came up behind me, you know, and then I, 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 I kind of felt this, you know, presence behind me. I was like, Oh, oh my God. You know, he's, he's right behind me watching me. And you went straight <laughs> up, straight up. No, no, I was like, Oh, you know, and he, he stood there for about, 10 seconds and then was around. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh this guy sucks <laughs> just turned around yeah right th there's there's no adrenaline quite like playing gran turismo in front of kazanori Yamaguchi. yeah like that's yeah I that's mean, the I, most i've never been so nervous playing a video game <laughs> yes yes he will make you nervous nothing like like playing his game in front of him exactly to make right? you nervous no yeah. pressure whatsoever yeah, yeah no he, pressure he, 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 I, I saw him right here, you know, in the corner of my eye, and then you know, yeah. like, oh my god, and then you know, I just, just he was gone. Saw him leave. Yeah, just he just turned around and left. He well, saw he, everything he needed to see. Yeah, exactly. He saw. All right. Being the uh, being the being the monitor of time here, we got to wrap it up pretty soon. So, uh, uh, first of all, um, Jordan, any uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, we we're trying to plug your gtplanet.com as much as we can but is there anything yeah. else uh you you want to share with uh, us yeah uh, well i mean you, you know gtplanet.net of course is uh, is our main, Sorry. Yikes. main website 
Hey, it's okay. I've got the I've got the dot com as well. Oh, you do? Okay, thank goodness. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Funny story there. I got the the dot com originally was not available, and so the dot com was was taken by a website called Gifts and Toys Planet dot com <laughs> so <laughs> they, they eventually let the uh, domain expire so i was able to to buy it oh, up right but, but yeah but that's uh that's our main website there of course we're on uh on facebook and twitter uh, twitter gt planet news and uh and facebook there at, at gt planet and um you know we post everything everything there and it's it's going to be a really exciting year so i would encourage everybody to tune in and um take a look at some of the coverage that we're going to have with Gran Turismo 7 because um, this is this is our bread and butter. It's it's a great year for racing games. You know, we're probably going to have a new Forza game coming out. We've got Project Cars 3 here coming next month and Gran Turismo 7, you know, whenever that whenever that may be, uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully later this, this fall. year, Jordan, later this year for sure. Yep, later they this year. To, later have, this, they, they have, have to. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. I, I personally think that it will be it'll be a launch title. I don't know if I don't know for certain, I but think so too. I think it will be a launch title and um, and yeah, GD planet is the place to go. We've got, we've got community competitions. There's people start up their own racing leagues. There's so, so, so much that, uh, that you can do to get involved with, uh, with our community. And that's the great thing about this community. It's that it's something that uh, it's a shared topic that people like to come together around Gran Turismo and racing game and cars. And then they find out that, Hey, they're, they have a lot in common with these other people. So we've got these amazing relationships that form on this website. People meet up. We have like a group that goes to the 24 hour of Le Mans together and wow. just members from the site that get together. And it's just a worldwide community of people that have uh, formed these friendships through cars and racing games and, and Gran Turismo. It's just, it's amazing. In, in the Sydney event uh, in February, I was, uh, I was there standing on the stage, you know, watching people mill around and I, looking up in the crowd and there was a guy wearing the a gt planet logo t-shirt that i said oh that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah down in in australia on the other side of the world and i was just like wow it's so amazing that i can come all the way come this far on the other side of the world and find people that that i have a connection with and we know each other through this through this website that I've built through this community. And for me, that's the most satisfying thing about, about running the site. It's the, it's the people, it's the relationships. And uh, through the Grand Turismo World Tour, I've been able to connect with, with so many of those people. It's just been, it's been fantastic. It's been a real, a real blessing. I'm very, very, very fortunate to, uh, to have this community uh, that, and, and be a part of it myself. Well, that's uh, awesome. thank you for your time today, Jordan. Uh, we're going to be doing other stuff here, so please feel free to stay, uh, stick around. But, yeah, uh, love to. We are, you know, we're big fans of Gran Turismo. We're big fans of GT Planet. Um, Thank you. Uh, we look forward to great things from you in the future, man. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's it's a pleasure. You got it. All Thanks right, Tara. For, uh, what's being on our show? All right, uh, Tara. What's next on our? Uh, on our list of what's next well usually after our uh premiere interviews we we go to our uh our reporting from our uh podcast team uh who wants to go first sam or uh james today let's go to sam first because i want to hear all about sam's uh soirees into the world of his otaku army that he has okay well guys uh fortunately i am ready to go i'm gonna go ahead and put up a photo uh, today, I've uh, got some news on, oh, can you see this? 
It's coming. Black Christmas. It, my mind takes a bit. Uh, there, there we, we go. go. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, this is a spy shot of um, uh, of uh, taken a few months ago, uh, and our otaku spies have been hard at work looking for any scoop information they could find, and uh, they were able to dig up some dirt on the next gen Honda Civic Type R. Wow. So Already, yeah. Huh? So the current fifth generation car is, you know, it's a true driver's car. We we all love it. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. a big Honda fan, and I'm not. I don't like the. Uh, I'm not. You like big, you yeah. like those looks, Sam. That's what no, I remember you yeah, always no, say. Just, you say this is the this is my favorite Civic I've ever seen. Uh, no, Sam, I, you always I, tell me that. You say, say I that. love this car. It's my okay, favorite. Well, I'm gonna have to it's defer beautiful. to Jordan. Hey Jordan, what do you think about the looks of the? Uh, let me uh, let me put. Uh, you, you you remember what the Honda? I'll get it, Sam. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me turn this off. But the Honda, type R. yeah, Type R looks right. It's yeah. Are you a good? Are you a fan of the looks? I yeah, I am. Think it looks good. Okay, I'm. I might be the only one. I, I, I thought you would. <laughs> I thought you would agree me with me, uh, Jordan, because you like the glasses I'm wearing too. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, so that, yeah, I think. Okay, oh, the, the front looks okay. It's the rear. Uh, is there a rear of the car? There it is. The second one. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the rear. You know. I agree with you on the rear. I agree with you on the there rear. There you it's go. A bit, it's a bit overworked. Yeah, you know? a little it's, over um, Yeah, so it's anyway. over designed. Yeah, yeah, it's over designed. But you know, I think the uh, the proportions of the car look good. The uh, in that spa shot, I think they looks like they may have continued those proportions. Yeah, and um, it, it doesn't look like a. I mean, it's it's still oh, just just the same. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I, I'm I'm all about proportions in in car bodies and and shapes, right. and it's something that I my eye tends to uh, be drawn to and. And, you know, I, I do like the current Civic Type R. And from, from what I've seen in the spa shot, I think they're going to stick with, uh, with that winning formula. I think so, too. Well, anyways, yeah. back to the, our future car here. But, uh, well, the um, fifth generation car made its debut in 2017. So it's been three years. So we're not expecting an all-new model. And uh, this car, as uh, I think James has pointed out a couple times, it has really represented the standard in terms of uh, – uh, front-wheel drive performance cars. I mean, uh, not long after its debut, the thing lapped the Nordschleife right at the Nürburgring in seven minutes and 43.8 seconds. So uh, that's pretty fast. I mean, if you want to compare it with other cars, uh, the 2004 Chevy Corvette Z06 did it in seven minutes and 55 seconds, which is more than 10 seconds off the Civic Space. And you know, mm -hmm. that's a you know high-powered rear drive car. Yeah. So. Man. So the new uh, FK8 is what the in-house uh, designation of that car is, uh, was supposed to be released this summer. So, you know, anytime now it could have been released already, but wow. because of the, yeah, because of the worldwide pandemic, you know, it was postponed like everything else. Mm -hmm. And rightly so you can't, it's, it, it's hard to probably, I would hate to see them do a virtual, you know, um, introduction of this car, right? Uh, it, it needs to be like at a track and all that stuff. So, um, but because of its post moment, uh, we've got a few more um, information on this car because our nice otaku uh, spies have been uh, digging around. So uh, expect this car, the Honda engineers, expect this car to be smoother and more civil on the road, but there will not be a, a, a compromise in uh, performance. So a lot of work, they put a lot of work into tuning the suspension. And let me go ahead and put that uh, image of the uh, car here. Here's this one. That's the rear. So to me, they reworked mm. the word. I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping they listen to me. That's a bigger wing, isn't it, though? 
Yeah, well, I think the Type R right now has a pretty big wing, right? So yeah, but that yeah. tiny exhaust though. <laughs> I mean, it's a pea shooter they've got out the back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, it is, you're right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's a new type of exhaust. Maybe it's there to like throw people off. It is but, a prototype. Uh, say again? And it, it is, is a, a prototype. prototype. Yeah. It is, of course it's prototype, yeah. And there's rumors that uh, there's going to be a very limited edition model, uh, 200 and, you know, uh, about 200 of them, we hear, mm. with lots of carbon fiber and other special equipment. And uh, unfortunately, our Dango Taku said that will only be available in Japan, like a lot of some oh, really? cars are. Yeah, unfortunately. But the, the car will continue with the turbocharged two liter inline four. And uh, we hear there's going to be a pretty significant bump in horsepower. Uh, they say it's going to produce 320 horsepower, which is about 20 horsepower up from the current engine, right? And uh, the torque should be about the same. And get this, uh, following in the footsteps of the NSX, the Acura NSX, even though they call it the Honda NSX over there. Um, but, you know, Gran Turismo players know is a Honda NSX, I think, because it's usually Honda NSX, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a possibility of a hybrid model. <clears throat> And one that will produce a hybrid type R, a hybrid type R, one that will mm. produce a combined output of 400 horsepower. So uh, it'll be heavier than the gasoline power model because you know usually hybrids are heavier with the, all the motors and the uh, the battery. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I don't know if it'll be quicker off the line. But if the thing comes with the four wheel drive uh, SH uh, handling, SH all wheel drive handling, system, drive super handling yeah. system they called it, yeah. you know, like in the NSX. You know, this car might be quicker around the racetrack, so it could be fast. Um, let me just give you a quick look at the specs that we got. Uh, let me take this uh, photo off. And uh, guys, the specs, these, the spec box is going to be in Japanese, but you'll, I'll help you out here. So the, uh, this is uh, overall length. And um, let me give you guys a real quick comparison. Overall length uh, is 179.4 inches, according to this. And the car right now is 178.3. So that, that's about the same. The width is going to be exactly the same at 73.9 inches, height 56.5. So it's pretty much the same uh, proportions, Jordan, like you uh, uh, were uh, talking about before. Uh, the current car weighs uh, in at 3,121 pounds, 3,121 pounds. And right here, the, uh, it says pretty much. That's the key right there, though. That's the weight. That's, that's the weight where it's. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. And yeah. It's, yeah. So the current one weighs 3,121 3, pounds. This one, we don't know yet. So we're thinking it's going to be lighter. Um, and as you, oh, sorry, I hit the wrong one. That's coming next. Getting carried away, Sam. Oh, Getting sorry, I hit the wrong button. That, that sorry, sneak sorry. peek. So anyways, um, the um, engine is this uh, one point. Oh, 1995cc, uh, so two liter turbo, 320 horsepower, 6,500 RPM. And the, uh, the torque here, 40.8 kilogram meter, it translates to about 295 pound feet. So that stays the same. Here's the beauty. It still has a six speed manual transmission. Thank good goodness. Uh, suspension is strut, uh, multi-link. Tire size is right there. Price. Again, and a, no, yeah, no. exactly. But uh, our otakus uh, said this. They said, hey, 
uh, right now the Type R goes for about $38,000 here in the US. So you can probably expect the new one to be a bit higher, right around the $40,000 mark. So still a pretty expensive you know, car for a Civic, but you're getting a pretty, pretty awesome you know, performing car. And as for the possible hybrid version, you can expect a price segment anywhere from forty-five to $50,000. So, so uh, before I go into it any further, um, Jordan, what do you think? I like what it. You, I like what it. Do you know? I've always liked you know? the, the- Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> Spill the beans, come on. Is it gonna be in the game? Come on. What do you know? Tell us. <laughs> you know it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the game. You know, yeah, it's they get always- early. They get the stuff early. You know, that's one very special thing about Polyphony is that they have such a good relationship with the uh, auto manufacturers, especially the Japanese auto manufacturers. They, they really do trust uh, Cosnori and the Polyphony team to uh, give them early access to their upcoming models. And yeah, I think, I think, this, I mean, the Civic obviously is a staple in the Gran Turismo series. It's like, I mean, it's, it's a Civic, you know, it's, it's a Type R. It's, it's another, another car that was, uh, I was exposed to through Gran Turismo. So I think um, they'll want to sell these. They'll want to keep the, the momentum going from their current model. And I think it'll be in Gran Turismo 7. I really do. And what do you think? You think these two guys with their faces blotted out, one's Asano, Tapia Asano, the other, <laughs> the other probably, maybe, other probably, maybe Takuya yeah. Masaki? I think it, I think that looks like Taku Imasaki. Yeah. I think these are the two Takus in the car right now. Yeah, I think and so. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, those two guys work for uh, uh, Sony yeah, work for, PlayStation for Sony. out here. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the, and knowing those guys like tacos. that, that is, yeah, knowing those guys, that probably is them. Like, if you follow them on Instagram and social media, like, you never know where they're going to turn up or what cool thing they're going to be doing next. So, yeah. I wonder if Hondo's trying to like. Uh, uh, you know, make everyone think this is a BMW, but the way they, uh, <laughs> they, they camouflage the grill, you know? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my very first, like, my gut reaction when I saw it. I was like, is that a new BMW? And then I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, that can't be. Yeah. <laughs> Not with the two Takus driving in there, you know? No, no. <laughs> they both like BMWs, but uh, James, you are a big, uh, you're a big uh, Honda type Civic R guy, aren't you? Yes, I, I mean I like the idea, especially like the idea of a uh, obviously more horsepower. I'm going to guess that they've still got the technology that can manage the torque steer on the front wheel drive. Exactly, version. they have to. They, they, I mean that's Honda's that's going to be a awesome given. Yeah. And then even if they didn't go all wheel drive and a hybrid uh, like version of it for the Type R that came in at 400 horsepower, if that still had the forward being able to control that torque steer, I think it'd be phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't think they could 400 horsepower. Sam, with that, with the hybrid system, is a lot of torque. I but then you got a lot more weight as well that can hold it down. So no, you that's think true. As well. That's true. Think, that's especially true. had the motors at the front as well. You're going to have that extra weight there. So who knows? I mean, it's all to do with science. But I mean, you know how much I really enjoy driving the Type R, and uh, I think it's a good car. Unlike you, who is not such a fan of it and think it's the worst thing ever. No, uh, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. I just think this is a. You think it's an absolute eyesore, and you would take your Steven Seagal sunglasses off if you were to walk past it because it's that hideous. That's what you told me last time. Well, actually, I put them back on. But yeah. Just, <laughs> no, but no, 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 no. I, I think the front looks good. I just don't like the rear. I think the rear is kind of well, like like Jordan says, it's overstyled. So. Well, it's it's he well. Are you talking about uh, the current one, right? Yeah. 
yeah, the this one's, yeah, I mean, this one's heavily like taped up. I mean, it's really yeah, hard, it's hard to, hard see to tell what, what we're even looking at. But, but yeah. it, it's a shame we won't get to drive this in the U.S. Though you know, we'll, we'll just have to no, no, it. we will get to drive this in the U.S. We won't get the super what you call it the, the uh, oh, okay, yeah. got it, the limited, the limited version. Yeah, exactly. That's okay, right. Gotcha. Okay, no, not, that's good then. I misunderstood. So, anyways. Uh, All right. So you guys both, uh, so, oh, uh, what I forgot to mention, guys, is uh, uh, I did, forgot to mention that the, in uh, 2019 at the Nürburgring, uh, the Renault Megane RS Trophy took the front drive lap record away from the Civic, right? Type last, it was last year, 2019. So Honda, who knows? I think with the extra horsepower, they might be looking to get it back. Huh? With the horsepower, uh, they might be able to do it. Where was that picture taken? It looks like, it looked like uh, it, Europe. Yeah, it does look like Europe, even though you know yeah. the two guys, you know, were definitely Japanese. So yeah, the number plates were uh, the yeah the short. And I, it could be. I'll bet you it was probably around the new Nurburgring. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So uh, if if the Honda is going to become again the fastest front drive car on the you know production uh, car to lap the Nurburgring. It'll need to put down a time of seven minutes and forty or faster, which is about four seconds faster than uh, what they did before with uh, this uh, current version car. So, but yeah, Sam, it's only, yeah, I was going to say the Megane is also easily twice the price of the Civic. Yeah. So, but we're talking just lap record front. Yeah, I know, but but no, that that's the Megane is a seventy-two thousand pound car to purchase in England, whereas the Civic's I think half that price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there is a little bit of you know, We can't there. get the Renault here anyway. So, you know, well, you always can, but you just can't drive it anyway. Oh, right? exactly. Exactly. Guys like you, I'm sure have some, we have connections. Some I mean, it's not me. It's Kiwi. Great has connections. The, Kiwi has all the connections yeah. and the import export business. Okay. So, uh, Jordan, can I ask you one thing? Do you like driving yeah. type, uh, type R in the game? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The, uh, I always, I always enjoy, you know, front wheel drive cars that present sort of a unique challenge and, um, yeah, it's, understeer. it's called understeer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah. The type R feels, feels, feels good. And in, in, in Gran Turismo sport and yeah, it's a good car. Cool. being a, a former infinity or former infinity, uh, I've uh, still got it. I've still, oh, I you still, still have it. it. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, uh, what yeah. do you think about this car? Pretend that you've never seen it before, John, when he shows you the picture. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, I what do you it. think about this guy? Do you know what this is? Well, it says Z in the Yes. Well, it's a big yeah, Z. Z. I wonder what it could be, Sam. Um, it's, it could it's be a sideways N. Yeah, it must be the Nissan V. It's because it's like on the side, Nissan yeah. V. Like, N. <laughs> but did you, have you seen this photo, Jordan? Yes, I have, yes. Yeah, this was leaked by Nissan themselves a few months ago like last month or something and uh our friends at best car actually said okay now we see pretty much you know we got a little hint of what this car might look like let's go ahead and let our artists go ahead and uh, uh make a uh, full-on rendering and see how this see how it really is going to look like so uh wanted to share that with you here that really doesn't look very good to me I don't think it'll look like that. I don't know. It's pretty close to what we just saw. The color. Yeah, the, the, the headlights. Oh, forget uh, the color. Look at the head. Yeah, the headlights, the grill. It only it looks like a Mitsubishi, even though you know they yes. own Mitsubishi now. So, 
Yeah, it so, does I mean, look like a Mitsubishi. I don't think. Let's hope they don't go this way. You know, it's it, no, that it doesn't it, look like a Z. It doesn't pop. It's got a it, little bit of the a three hundred ZX though on the front. I think I think it looks line. like it does. Something. Yeah. I think it looks like uh, Sam. If you just stop sharing, I think I'll show you what I think it looks like. Oh, okay. Like. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go for it. So that was based on the silhouette that they saw yes, on exactly. the Z. Exactly. exactly. So exactly. I think it's trying to look like an F-Type, but not successfully oh, it, looking well, like no, an F-Type. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, guys, remember, this isn't Nissan's <laughs> rendering. This is best car rendering. So. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. But I think they've rendered it very much like an F-Type. Maybe they did. Maybe, you know, they could have made it look a little better, you know. I mean, uh, the F-Type, I think, is a beautiful car. So Yeah, but it's it's just kind of a weird, because I think the color combination, the two-tone of it, does not do it any justice whatsoever. Let me guys show you uh, the rear, uh, uh, what they did with the rear. And the rear is slightly better. You know, that gives that gives me the Z32 kind of look. But, you know, like you said, the color, they, you know, they should have given another color. But, uh, yeah, they used the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the... Uh, the rendering to go ahead and come up with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got the the angle right from the from the video, though. That's that's definitely the car we saw. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very close to the car we saw. Yeah. I would be surprised if the tail lights look like that, though. That's a. Uh, I'm I'm sort of getting like kind of like Mustang vibes from from that, in a way with the. Yeah, I see a little bit what you say, but I see the, it looks like they're trying to hit you know go do the um, Z30 um. 30, it looks like the 32 and the tail lights and exactly. the 30, the 350 and over the rear wheels yeah. where it goes up on that back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Past the, so. the pillar. So anyways, so anyways, that's, uh, that's all for me today. Um, uh, you know, uh, Honda Civic Type R, which um, I think it's going to come out as soon as this pandemic's over. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's going to, uh, I, I call it right here. I think it's going to take its, uh, take the, um, title back away from the Magan, I hope. But I agree, they, if, I think it will. If they do that though, Sam, they wouldn't put a, cause that's a, for, a front wheel drive obviously the Magan. So if they're gonna- yeah, no, it wheel, won't be the hybrid. It'll be the- Yeah, base. it'll have to be yeah. the, the base model. I'm thinking that 20 horsepower will make up for four seconds around the- uh, I have a feeling it'll be that 20 horsepower, all that carbon fiber lightweight. If they put that exactly. on it, that's what might make the difference. It might push it close towards that 72,000 pound car. It might, it might. You're right because that they might have been, they might be making that special edition just, be, yeah. just, just for the Nurburgring. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. very Pretty clever, James. Can't get one over you, buddy. I, I have to get a pretty <laughs> early in the morning. Early. Yes, that's right. It's basically <laughs> the homologation model, right? So yeah, to go yeah out there it's basically. And, so, right? Yeah. Anyways, I hope that was uh, entertaining and informative. Um, but um, thank you. Thanks, Sam. That's it. Thank you to my otaku spies in Japan. Thank you. So, all right, James, what you got for us? Well, today? Uh, since we've got the, the racing game expert, I thought I just want to touch. And obviously we have Formula One coming back uh, this weekend in Austria. Also with uh, some very last minute changes from one of the teams with uh, Mercedes deciding to go with a different livery for the 2020 oh. season. So instead of having silver arrows, they're going to be having a different color car. Black so, arrows. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see um, where they go in regards to this and how it goes through. Can I ask so, you a question real quick, James? Of course you can, um, Sam. Do you think, is that, the, there's nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter thing? Because I know Lewis Hamilton's very, very active 
you know, in uh, getting F1 to, you know, put their act together and support this stuff, but no? No, no it's totally to do with that. So it's all about, oh, it um, okay. yeah, yeah. So basically it's- that obvious or not? They had uh, Mercedes issued like a five point reasoning on why they've changed delivery for the car. Oh, okay. Uh, in the past week with what the changes were for it. And it's basically, um, while it, it's not technically to do with Black Lives Matter, it's about diversity within their workplace. They obviously uh, think racism, like everyone should, is abhorrent and is not a part of this world and should be out of it. But they've basically taken this stand and they're going to have the drivers are going to be wearing similar liveried um, racing helmets and gear to match the cars. Mm, so okay. it, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But I, I mean, I think it looks really, really good in the black and the blue. I do. I like, well, I like black cars. I like it too. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all know that because I learned this from Sam with his photography work at Road and Track magazine, that having I, a black I, car that you published. shoot in the middle of the day oh, is, um, is not the best idea because you lose things. But I think that this is, this is still going to be there. Cause I think uh, if you're watching this at home on your 4k TV, I think it's going to look really good. I think it's going to look great. Well, it's got a lot of highlights in the, you know, it's not just all yeah. black. So, you know, yeah. You see the details of the bodywork and stuff. So yeah, and you can see obviously the Mercedes emblem that's spread out here through right. the car. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really even notice that. So that's it's cool. it's going to be, and then obviously it's sort of a, a stranger season with it starting this weekend. But with that being said, we also have um, something else that I wanted to touch on, which would be as I go to share again, which would be this. Because I've talked about this, obviously, in the past, F1 2020, the official video game, which comes Why out. Why is Jordan smiling? <laughs> I know that one's for me. <laughs> yeah, I try to make it convenient for everyone. So Jordan's probably already got the, he's probably got a, a copy ahead of time, and he's probably been playing this this last week. And he knows all the things in the game, but he can't tell any of this, Sam, until Monday when the embargo is lifted. Is that probably right, Jordan? Yeah, that's true. My lips are sealed. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, Vet is where is Vettel now? He's not with. Is he? He's not with Ferrari, right? He's with Ferrari. Just as oh, he is. Season. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Before he goes somewhere else, wherever that may be, um, right? So he's still with Ferrari. Okay. But also, obviously, Jordan has these things that you, everyone should definitely read on GT Planet. But they should also, Sam, read the review that's going to be on uh, GT Channel come Monday as well. Well, you know, if it's written by old James McKeown, I'm, I'm there. Well, that's, that's all I'm looking for, Sam, because as long as I get your buy-in, that's the important thing to me. As long as, while, as long as while you're reading that year review, you're eating a carrot. <laughs> I'll be eating my carrot. <laughs> the um, glasses don't look anything like these. Identical. The it's identical. <laughs> Those are cheap knockoffs. Look at this. You guys... Oh, okay. Anyways. And then obviously, um, I wanted to touch on my review, the car that I'm sitting on at this moment in time, which is the, I've got the Volkswagen, it's a bit of a mouthful here, the Passat 2 liter turbo SEL. So I'm just going to bring up some, and then I've got the tarot, and I apologize in advance for these photos, uh, for the video that I might end up showing. But this- High quality videos? Uh, yeah, this, it's a terrible quality video, so it's truly atrocious. But I think the photos, the car looks real nice. Um, this, this, they, they stuck the car, they CG'd the car into, a, into the photos, it looks like. This one looks this a little is, better. This but. is an actual photo that James took, though, isn't it? It is, Sam. Is it really? Yes. Wait, go to the, go to the last one. We always have these discussions about 
<laughs> the press photos yeah, well, and right, actual right, photos. Right. Of you can you can see where I'm being catching flies in the front of the this car, is, Sam. This look, like in the front, this is oh, like okay. in a parking lot. This is yeah, right, it's yeah. totally original. All right, so yeah, kudos, kudos. See, well, it kind of looks like one of those uh, photoscape images from GT Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you so, could you 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 could have you could have kind of tilted the camera so it looks straight, but it's all right. I would have loved to, Sam, but it wasn't a big incline on the hill, so I had to make well, a what I've got. You use your hand there. <laughs> no, the, the trees would be all diagonal then. Exactly, exactly. So, um, let's touch on. So, I'll touch on what I what I like about it first before we go on the positive. It's a nice looking car, negatives. and it's photographed it nicely. The car it, is. The background, I'm not sure, but the car is photographed nicely. So these right, are let's like get a, to the review. So the first thing, the <laughs> Volkswagen press site is truly an awful site. Volkswagen really needs to do a better job on their press site. It is awful from the start. But positives, it's a good car. It looks nice, as Sam mentioned. Lots of room in the back. I mean, a vast array of seating in the back. Unlike the LC500 that I had last time, there's a lot more seat room in the back here for people to sit in the back. So it was very comfortable. Um, and... Uh, it looks nicely inside. I've got this similar interior with the color combination here. Also got a, another thing that I really enjoy was a big boot. I was able to fit four 17 inch tires in the rear boot there. So that I always think that's a good sign. Uh, that, that's, wow. uh, we call that the trunk. Oh, don't be silly, Sam. <laughs> and the, the other thing, here, James. I know, I know. Uh, had the heated seats, which is good, and obviously it's got the USB charge and everything else. Oh, very um, cool. The other thing that was kind of fun about it was the Fender stereo that it's got in there, which was nice and good quality stereo, which, which I thought was good. Um, the bad side, if I want to touch on the, the minor things first, it's a $32,000 car. I thought it would have a bit of a larger infotainment system than the one it's got there. At six and a half inches, it's not really doing it for me. And if I'm spending more than $30,000 on a car. What's under the hood? Uh, that's the, another point that's kind of iffy, which I'll get to at the end. All right. But, um, which I'll touch it now just for you, Sam. It's 174 power, uh, horsepower four banger. And I mean, it's a big car. It's a heavy car and it's really slow. So it's um, underpowered. Incredibly underpowered. Um, so it's going up those hill, hill, going up those hills was kind of a struggle, huh? So it's not just that. Also, it's an older style gearbox, so it's the six-speed automatic. So you're, if, especially if you're tootling around town, you're always searching for gears, um, which was a bit of a pain. Because I felt that, I mean, if you compare it to some, and 174 horsepower and a two-liter four-cylinder turbo, it's kind of low on the power scale now. I mean, that'd be it's absolutely fine for a Golf, but a Golf's like half the size of this, two-thirds of weight. Right. So when you're in a big car like this, and this is a big like car that can fit five people comfortably, it felt really underpowered. Um, also, $32,000, it's a real difficult spot to compete in. Obviously, I like the faster cars. So if I'm looking for uh, more performance-driven ones, um, the Camry TRD, I think, comes in just over 300 horsepower in this category for the base model at 32000 and also the Accord, uh, EXL two liter turbo. I think that comes in around, they both come in around $32,000 as well. And the Accord's sitting at around 240 horsepower. And the so, other two cars have a better reputation for longevity too, so. Yeah, so while it looks not, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, it, it's a good looking car. It was incredibly comfortable to ride in. But the other really strange thing um, was 
the tires. So it comes with these like strange tires that I'd never heard of before. Uh, Gutti tires, I think they are. Chinese? So this is G GT? No. GT, right? No. Yeah, GT, yeah. GT. How GT. did you know all about those tires, Tara? I, I think it's like a, um, Indonesian? Singapore. They're based in Singapore company. Okay, yeah, it, it's from Southeast Asia somewhere. Yeah, I've heard yeah, about Yeah, and them. they're made here in the US. But they, I'll be honest, they are terrible tires. Oh, really? I mean, I just get so much road noise coming through the tires. I mean, I'm used to road noise through the tires that I run, the R888Rs, which is obviously a loud tire, but it's a performance tire, so you can get that. But if I'm wanting a comfortable sedan that I can drive around in, I don't want to have to be kept cranking up the stereo, even though it's nice when I get in the freeway and I'm doing freeway speeds. So I think that was a real big letdown. I've had some nicer tires on there. It'd be a much better car. And the, the wheels you showed before, the Space Force wheels, looks like the Space Force logo there. These ones? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty big. They're pretty large. Are these 20 inch? And 19s, I think, from memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. These are just funky. Man. Yeah, I like these ones much better. And I obviously pref much prefer the Continental tires as well. I think these comes on the R line car, the, uh, okay. these ones. So, I mean, it's just it's a difficult segment at $32,000. But like I said, it's a, it's a good looking car and it's no problems at all, but it's got a few things that don't make it ideal for me as being a more performance oriented driver of sorts. You know, I'm going to, uh, instead of doing the usual thumbs up and thumbs down, I'm going to uh, phrase this another way uh, for everyone. And I'm going to ask you if you're a customer or not. So when you ask you if you're a customer, just you know, pretend that you do have the money or, and you are going to, you are looking in this segment, would you buy it? So James, are you a customer? I probably wouldn't be a customer for this okay. car. Carl? Yeah, I have to agree. Jo uh, Jordan? No, it's not doing it for me. I think yeah, there's... Me too. Okay. No. I mean, it's, it is a very... It's a good-looking car, and the, yeah, I've got good. it in the blue, and it's a very nice color blue, and it looks nice with the brown and leather interior, but it's just not it's really... Just the other cars in this segment that make it really competitive, you know, right? Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't I mean, feel like that's like Volkswagen's... That's not where their attention is. You know, like that's uh, not. Yeah, they're more in the golf. You know, the golf. Yeah, they're they're more like if if I'm looking for that type of of sedan, I'm not going to be looking at at Volkswagen. And I like Volkswagens, but that's just not that's not what it's not what I think of when I when I'm looking for a car like that. Yeah. And James, at thirty two thousand, you said. I mean, it's kind of creeping into Audi territory. So. Yeah. Well, the Passat, why would you buy the Audi? I mean, the Passat and the Audi A4 always, I always thought were like basically twin. They had all the same things, but I think the Audi's like moving leaps and bounds ahead at this point, which makes sense between the two companies. Obviously, you've got your, even though they are Volkswagen A uh, Audi Group, right. you're going to have one that's going to be the line that's going to be coming at a lower price point and offer something similar to where. I mean, I'm assuming the Audi. I mean, I can check the Audi A4 and see what the price is where they start at, but I think they're much a good chunk of change dearer. Well, uh, four NACs, which is not a customer, so. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the, the Audi comes in, starts, the base model starts at like 37, and then you're looking at like okay, well, that's quite 41, a so it's a $10,000 oh, jump. Yeah, that's quite a bit, that's quite a bit. I didn't think it was that much. So. And then the last one I wanted to say, Sam, your favorite uh, eSports driver, who uh, the ringer, as we like to call him, Daniel Apt, has now found himself a new team. Really? Yes. Jordan, you know that story, right? The guy who... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your take you're on that, Jordan? Trying, you're not trying. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
No comment. You, that was. Did you think it was a good idea, or did you think? Would you suggest that probably wouldn't have been a good idea if you were his PR team? Yeah, yes. I would suggest that's not a good idea. Yeah. What about what about if you were his his dad and his dad partners with Audi? That is the team that races for Audi in the ABT team. Would you have yeah. said, son, it's a great idea, or son, not quite the best idea? <laughs> son, yeah, not the best idea, son. I think I'd have to give him some some different advice there. Yeah. It's all a good idea until you get caught. So he's going to be racing for for Neo, the Chinese electric car manufacturer, in the Formula E series for the remaining six races. Ah, okay. So oh, wow. on the ride in China, maybe well, China. Uh, I, I won't go there. Well, the, the Chinese team. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese team. Yeah, yeah, Chinese team. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for the update, James. I was wondering where I could find this guy again. I know you're a king. I mean, I, I know you follow him. I, I know you follow him in all forms of social media, Sam, and you've reached out to him for comment and everything else. I'm surprised you brought him up, though. Uh, you you didn't even want to talk about him, Jay. Yeah, you well, were just, you were just disgusted I, with him. I, I as, as everyone should be, but I know that Sam felt very strongly, and, and since I always give Sam a hard time for his sunglasses, I they're not sunglasses; to, they're glasses. That is his uh, orange carrot glasses. Um, that it would be best to, to talk about him again, to give him some light relief so he could talk about his BFF. He's not my BFF, but anyways. Is that it, James? Uh, that, oh, the other thing that's important, um, this weekend, big day coming up this weekend, or oh, actually next weekend, July 12th, which will be for the next one, and that is Kiwi's fifth birthday. Oh, great. Oh. Happy birthday to Kiwi. Happy birthday. When's, when's Kiwi's birthday? July 12th. Oh, nice. Our, yeah, her, our dog's uh, birthday is July 3rd. We, we, uh, uh, we adopted him uh, the day before July 4th. There you okay. go. Well, moving on. Carl. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, James, for your awesome reporting. My uh, story, I just want to do a little plug on this recent video that we just did. Wait a minute. Is this, is this, this just is, for Jordan? This <laughs> is everyone's favorite drift car, the Altezza, right? Jordan's favorite. Jordan likes it. Sam, you're a big fan of the Altezza as well. I, I do, believe it or not. I, just because of the um, instrument gauge, you know? Yeah, but check, check this out. This is a drift car uh, built by uh, a, a famous uh, Hachiroku uh, builder. Uh, his, his name is Obata from uh, Winds Auto. He used to, he used to actually uh, race in D1 as well. And this is his wife, Hiromi. Oh, so, I was going to say, you know, the pink and all that. I go, yeah, so cool. yeah. So he built this car for, for his wife, Hiromi. And uh, we had uh, Robbie uh, go down the Nikko uh, circuit and uh, do a little uh, drifting impression of this car. So uh, this car is a, a 1JZ swap. It's got a... That is big, wife was... A, she was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Obata's yeah. wife. Yeah. I mean, she used to drive a, a Hachi too, an A86. Um, but this is her new car that uh the husband built for and it, it's 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 an awesome car it's a it's a alteza with the one jay-z with a humongous gritty turbo <laughs> um it's it's got all the you know it's, it's specially built for her that you know see how like robbie's like scooted up to the front and a little yeah he looks pretty close to that steering wheel yeah so hiromi's not that big so it's all custom made for her and you know he had to squeeze and get himself get himself in there but um yeah, we, we had a really, uh, uh, well, he had a great time um, reviewing this car. And um, oh, it looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, you picked, I'm glad you got Robbie to do this instead of Gary. 
um, Tyrell might have been a bit <laughs> more difficult or, for Gary. Or to... myself, yeah, to go out there and do it. Well, th that's why, you know, we like working with Robbie because, you know, he can really give us a, uh, a, a, a fair assessment of a drift car, right? Rather yeah. than, you know, anyone else in the world. Although even... I will say he, he does look like he needs a new pair of gloves. <laughs> he, he, he could use a, use a, uh, a hookup, Jordan, if you know anyone, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's racing gloves. Yeah. At Sparco or something. Hey, I was going to ask you, Jordan. I forgot to ask yeah. you. What is your uh, setup like? What do you use to to you know race at home? Yeah, I've got I've got a it's it's called an uh, Obuto or Obuto. I'm not exactly sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced a lot uh -huh. of different ways, but uh, yeah, it's called the Obuto Ozone. And so it's um, it's a it's a nice rig. I've got a Thrustmaster TGT wheel on that and. Um, yeah, it's just a really, it's a big solid setup, but it feels good. It feels good. It, it, well, the main thing when you're building a rig, you know, you want it to be solid. And so, so it, many of them have a little bit of the, play. Is the Obudo the, the chassis where the parts It's the chassis, yeah. It's okay. the full, full chassis, seat and everything. It's very heavy. It's hard to put together, but once you get it, you're, you're good to go. How, how much does that uh, set you back? Uh, well, I've received it to, uh, for a review. So I, 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 I think it. it's. I oh, think it's and around, I forgot to mail it back. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's around eight or nine hundred dollars if you buy one. Okay, that's not okay. Okay, too bad. It's not, it's not that bad. Then. But do you have to have your own seat, separate seat, or does it come with a seat as well? Comes with the seat. Comes, comes with the seat. With the it's seat. ready to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Got is it, it the it. the Revolution cockpit? Is that the one you've got? You yeah. Want? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, going back to uh, yeah. So this uh, video is we just released this uh, this week, and so go to gdchannel.com or our YouTube channel and uh, check it out, please. Hey, Jordan, doesn't that look like Nushi a little bit? You know, with the beard. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, everyone with a everyone with a big beard yeah, starts looking like Nushi. Uh, translator, you know, was <laughs> but yeah, so. All right. Was well, that that's, it, Tarl? That's yeah, that's my review. Uh, well, our my presentation oh, for the day on GT Channel. For, question for you though, Taro. Yeah. Uh, GT Channel. Any changes coming to GT Channel in the future? Actually, uh, thank you for asking because I almost forgot. Good um, man, James. You know, Taro. Just because he runs the show, he gives himself the shortest segment, so he does the less at least amount of work, even though he has to do all the work of putting the whole thing up, but. You know, don't yeah, let them off easy, James. I like, the, I like your look, style. I'm just trying to be that's a company man, company man, Sam. That's all I am. So, GT Channel just, uh, we just uh, upgraded our website. It's very look black. It is very black. James didn't like the black very much. Um, <laughs> I, I, you so, know, I, yeah, I didn't know what you guys were going for. I, I kind of like it <laughs> more too, but yeah, I, 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 I chose to stay quiet. Uh, you you chose well the current well the one before this was all white and pink and black so this one we have a black background we uh, we blew up each of the thumbnails a little bit bigger and this site um, focuses more on the moments rather than the videos themselves so moments are micro moments within the video so uh, we break up each video into micro moments and now a moment is basically uh, a first-class uh, editorial asset on GT Channel. So you can go to, for example, uh, like this moment, for example, it's, it's 
a moment within a 15 minute video and you go right where Robbie is reviewing, well, Robbie is reviewing and talking to um, Obata and, and, and Hiromi. So, you know, like- a, Oh, so it doesn't blog, show you the whole so, video, right? It just shows you that it piece just of the- It just goes like to the moment. It. Yeah, so like here, it's the Dreddy, you know, turbo upgrade kit. And so you just go to this moment. That is very play, cool. That is you cool. play the part where they're just talking about the, about the turbo. And then if you so, want to watch the whole video, you can do that too, right? Obviously, yeah. You can you just go there cool. and you just watch it from, from the beginning. And the great thing about it is that um, each one of these moments gets indexed by Google. So you can create like, you know, there's like, what, 10 moments here within a, a video. And now folks can search within our videos as long as they're moments. So if someone goes and searches who is Hiromi Kajikuma Obara, they will get to this moment and be able to watch the part where you know Robbie's introducing her uh, in, the, in the video. So that's Jordan, the, I'm telling you, you know, playing back some of the uh, World Final like uh, e-game stuff, this would be awesome, right? So you could go to the moment where something happened, a crash, a pass, or you know, a penalty. So that is cool. Yeah, it's it's such an yeah. amazing platform, and you guys have done such a such a great job with it, Taro. Because oh, thank you. I think this is hard with it. this really <laughs> taps into the way people like to consume video nowadays. And mm -hmm. you know, it, we we're so we're so stuck in in this mindset of thinking that everything has to be you know like a big like a show like a that has a a very clear narrative, and that's still great. People want to watch mm -hmm. that, but you also want to just jump in and get right to the good stuff, like get right to specific parts. And yeah, this, yeah. this system just uh, caters to that perfectly. I mean, I, I find myself so many times in YouTube videos and I don't know, maybe this is a bad thing. My attention span may be, may be shot from, from all the, uh, all my time on the internet these days. But you know, it's like sometimes I'll be skipping over the, you know, the B roll and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, let's just get to the good stuff. You know, I want to see the, I want to see the good stuff. And so this, this yeah. taps right into that. I think you guys are onto something here. Thank you. Well, usually, you know, like you just said, I mean, folks are looking for very specific things, right? Yeah. So, you know, they're you know, like this, how to change a tire, but maybe you just need to know how to remove the lug nut or, you know, where very specific things like you like the Altezza, but you just want to know about the turbo that's in it, right? Or yeah. the type of suspension. And if there's a moment about that, a micro moment about that published, um, they can land there and they can just consume that. And if they watch, want to watch the whole thing, they can watch the whole video. They can just share the moment if they wanted to. They can share it uh, through Twitter or Facebook, any, any type of social uh, media platform. They can, they can share it. Um, Sam, and Sam told me he's really looking forward to seeing the pod speed moments. <laughs> oh, you mean the, 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 the parts where I talk only? Yeah. Yeah, just where we talk about your sunglasses, <laughs> the Stephen Cigar pod <laughs> moments. That's right. that's what that's what the AI is going to do. We're going to do do a compilation of all of Sam's sunglass moments. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, anyways, thank you, Taro. So, hey guys, I think that's uh, wraps it up for now. We're just at about an hour and a half. So, uh, uh, any parting thoughts uh, from you, uh, James? No, just looking forward to seeing where the season leads us, where we seem to get these more esports on the go, seeing more what more of what we can do with Gran Turismo and just seeing the next thing, right? And then I want to thank uh, Jordan Greer for uh, joining us, gtplanet.net. And uh, does .com take you to gtplanet.net also? Uh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, any, anything else you want to plug? 
Um, no, I mean, I just thank you guys for having me on here. I think it's uh, it's a great show. You guys have a great rapport. It's I'm just glad to spend some time with you guys because you know, like we were talking about before the show started, our um, you know all of these events with the Grand Turismo World Tour were canceled, and so mm-hmm. I feel like all the people involved with this whole world really we've just been separated and so it's it's great to feel like i'm just getting to hang out with you guys and just catch up and talk with one another it's a it's really a good feeling it's awesome it was great great having you jordan and uh thanks so much thank you so much for being uh polite to sam about his glasses Um, he likes (laughs) too awesome Oh, God. <laughs> one more shot before we leave. But anyways, yeah, Jordan, it was great to see you too because uh, we would have seen each other maybe two, three times already this, you know, this year for sure. Yeah. You know? yeah, those events were canceled. So um, uh, thank you. And hopefully we'll do this again at some point when uh, the again, season yeah. starts up for next year or something. And uh, I'd love to, yeah. Um, James uh, McKeown, uh, No Breaking Podcast, Tarokoki, gtchannel.com. And Sam Matani, we'll just... Sam Latonio for Pod Speed. So I uh, <laughs> want to thank everyone for joining us and we will see you in a couple of weeks. So bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye guys. Pod Speed. Pod Speed. <laughs> <laughs>